Patty and Steve are the out. And uh, this is Steve's like mojo. Come on up here, brother. Steve is an outreach evangelism, kindness evangelism pastor. Been doing it for decades. And we have had the privilege and honor of having he and Patty at Upper Room. <laughs> Let me get you something here. So I'm going to brag on him for a little bit more because we are trying to keep their health at our utmost um, uh, priority. So we're getting a, a Clorox wipe wipe because I've been like eating this mic all day. So anyway. Oh, you got one. Yeah. Patty's going to use that one. Yeah, it's so good. I didn't even see it. Yeah. yeah. Give it up for Steve Bowen. <laughs> Great. Yeah, what, isn't it good just to be here in worship, huh? I mean, wow. I mean, it's just so uh, powerful to, to see that. It was interesting, just this whole thing about being in renewed in the spirit of our minds is so important right now. And uh, I can't tell you how many, how many times I've heard it from other speakers, I've heard it from other uh, people online, is to turn off the TV. There you go. Just turn it off so you can get a new perspective. I have a friend, she lives up in uh, Xenia, and she really felt like the Lord called her away, literally away from media, and just to seek him and to love him. And I know we do need some media just to figure out some of the stuff that's going on, but boy, that stuff can get into our, our brains, you know what I mean? And, then, and so we all have to do things to help us to step into what God is doing. And I had a really strong feeling that that uh, several people here have been really battling uh, with their minds. And I was so glad to hear that come out prophetically today. But I really sensed that. And I was a little jotted it down. So if you're struggling, and uh, here's another thing. I had a prophecy. Someone told me, they said, they said, the Lord has really given you anointing so that you could speak life into troubled minds. That was for me. And I thought, boy, that's interesting because I have a lot of troubled minds myself. So I wonder why the Lord wants me to. So what he does is he, sometimes if you have trouble, stuff like that, you have to walk through it and live through it. If you've had anxiety like I've had before, if you've had depression like I've had before, if you have all that stuff and then you come through that, God has given you tools. And every time you come through the battle, you're stronger. And so God wants us all to, he speaks to us all out of Joshua 1.9, I, have I not commanded you, isn't that great, have I not commanded you to be very strong and courageous for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. In the midst of pandemic, he's with you. In the midst of uh, protests and riots and all this stuff, he's with you. And so he encourages us through his word, and the, and the word is what really washes our minds Jesus says that the word washes us in the spirit of our minds. It's in the spirit of our minds. You see, we're a triune being. We're spirit, we're soul, and we're body. And we're somehow we're all connected. It's kind of like, a, like an egg. You know what eggs are? Eggs? I, I had this great illustration. I was going to bring an egg. And yesterday I was cooking breakfast, and all of a sudden my egg was on the counter. I turned around, and guess where the egg rolled off on? Onto the floor. And I thought, wow, that's a great illustration. You know, if you remove one part, it becomes a mess. If you don't live in balance, spirit, soul, and body, guess what happens? You could find yourself on the floor like an egg that rolled off because that egg wasn't in balance and rolled off the counter and crashed. And so maybe what the Lord wants to do is to help us to stay in balance in the, our lives so we can 
have fun when we need to have fun. Maybe he wants us to, when we realize that we're, we're living in, a, in a, a stressful situation, maybe he wants to touch us in a way that makes us have joy and laughter, to have some comic relief, to get away from the situation. And so what Patty and I have done is what, he, what we have done, we've chosen during this whole thing, our children told us that we had to be in lockdown for two months. I mean, they just were adamant that we couldn't do anything. So we said, yeah, but we're going to go. He says, no, you don't love your grandkids if you go. So that's blackmail. <laughs> so we were blackmailed into not, not going out. So the only thing that we could do was to, to maintain, was to create uh, different things. We did several video shoots outside where Patty and I just had fun just doing some video shoots and then she'd put it all online and we would go for walks every day to Hills and Dells. We'd find another place to walk and we'd walk. Why? Because our soul, our body needed to get away from being entrapped in an 800 square foot apartment. That's not, there's not a lot of room in 800 square feet. And so anyway, what, what God, I believe, wants to do right now in this por- portion of our, the message is to recognize that there are minds, and, and, and a lot of people uh, talk about this. Aaron McManus has done a great job in his book, the, the Way of the Warrior. He talks about the battle being in the mind. I read uh, Chris Vallotton's book the, during this time, Spirit Wars. I've, I've read all, all other things. I've just finished Bill Johnson's being, being Renewed in the Spirit of Your Mind. Those are three books I read while on this. I realized that my mind was where the battle is. Anybody can identify with that? My mind is where the battle is. And where the enemy, where he wants to attack, usually he tries to attack us in the spirit of our minds through accusation, through all kinds of ways of just, you know, causing us to weird out. And it's really interesting that to what we know that when we hear those, if you hear those, those thoughts, all you have to do is say, liar, liar, pants on fire. That's all you got to do. Just say, liar, liar, pants on fire. I ain't going there, okay? And I cannot tell you how many times that I've had thoughts, and I'm, oh, this is okay. I'm totally off script, okay? We're, we're just, we're just kind of off right now. But I cannot tell you the times, and, and it wasn't until I, I went to a sozo where I was really struggling with anxiety and a lot of issues where I, I and I traveled with Aaron one time we went to a place and I'm sitting there talking to Aaron, and I'm having a major meltdown. I mean, wasn't it, Aaron? I mean, it was like major meltdown. And then I go to this church, and I'm standing there already trying to battle to regain what, whatever the warfare was. And two people came up to me next to me and started talking to me in a really weird way. And I thought, oh, great. Yeah, I must be, I must have millions of demons or something. It was the truth. And, and then so, you know, I went, oh, okay. Aaron wanted me to go on stage. I said, I ain't going on stage, man. There ain't no way. I just fall through the floor and die. And so I didn't. And then later that night, we did a prophetic thing. And, and the Lord just moved in power in the prophetic thing, didn't he? He moved in real power. But there was a battle to get there. And sometimes, folks, there's, there's a battle to, to get there. And let me, do, let me just say, say this is a little throwaway thought. Don't quit. It's always too soon to give up. It's always too soon to give up. And the battle, sometimes the battle is we're battling these things in our, in our minds and our souls and our body. That what happens is sometimes what we feel like doing more, a lot of times is doing this. We just withdraw. We pull back emotionally. We pull back physically. You know, and we, we play the song, you know, about the worm song. 
You know the worms, fat ones, squiggly ones? I'm going to eat some worms. Anyways, it's an old song. So anyway, basically, let's get back to where we were. Is uh, Where God wants to do is he wants to renew us in the spirit of our minds. And the way that we are renewed in the spirits of our mind basically comes through worship, comes through the word of God, and it comes from sitting in his presence. Very simple. It's not real difficult. That's how renewing of your mind comes. So I would encourage you during this season to, to renew your mind by reading the Word, by standing in the Word, by finding a place of worship. Uh, also to take care of your body. Try to, try to eat healthy if you can. Try to get some sort of exercise. I've lost muscle weight because I haven't been able to go to a gym. And when they opened up the gym, I thought, oh boy, I get to go to a gym. So I put my mask on and I went, went, went into the gym and I'm lifting weights and there's this guy over here and all of a sudden he's doing this. <gasps> and I went, I'm out of here. I took, I took off. I said, you are so stupid. There's a pandemic going on and you're breathing your breath everywhere. So I just, I just took, took, took off. And I rode my bike home because that's part of the way I get. But can you believe that? That was that I needed my body. So anyway, I know that's crazy. It's all crazy. If you're struggling, stand up. If you're struggling, stand up in your mind, struggling with any kind of thoughts and stuff like that, just stand. God wants to touch you. He really does. If you've suffered history of anxiety or any kind of mental stuff, you can stand up too. You've got that, yeah. I was in here on this week, and uh, I was really battling for you. I was battling for you. I was asking God to blow through the spirit of your mind, that God, you, God would restore you, that you would understand that he is for you. He's a loving father. He loves you, and that the Lord just wants to banish every lie, and he wants to pull out every arrow, and he wants to give you a new helmet of salvation. He wants to do that. No matter your family history, my mother's mother killed herself. Okay? History of my background, I could allow the enemy to bring all that up, bring me into a place of thinking about suicide and all that kind of stuff, and I just refuse. I just refuse. So let's pray. Let's let the Holy Spirit sweep through us. Lord, Holy Spirit, we thank you for who you are. And I invite you now to come. Blow through the spirit of our minds. Renew us in the spirit of our minds. So just put your hand on your head. Okay, just say Jesus, if you don't mind. I just take away the old helmet of salvation. Just lift it off. Just lift your hand off your head. Oh, sometimes our helmets get beat up and they get bashed because we're in warfare. And sometimes we just need to have our helmets taken off and new helmets placed on. So now say, Jesus, place upon me, just touch your head, a new helmet of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Lord, just do it. Lord, we just thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. I don't know if you looked around, but there's a lot. There's a lot of people. 
And so I really believe that's what the Lord's heart is, is for all of us to recognize that He is the one who comes to rescue and save. Aren't you glad for that? That He is the rescuer, and He promises uh, to, to rescue us. I was out surfing on the internet trying to uh, find the best uh, slides that I could to put on my Facebook page just because I wanted to encourage me, but mainly what I do with my Facebook page, try to encourage people. And so I saw this slide, this is just a rescued slide, and I thought, that is so good. That's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to come and rescue and save us. And to be honest, with everything that's going on, it's going to take Jesus to rescue us and to save us. It's going to take Jesus, every, every person I've ever heard, every pastor that I've ever heard talking about what's going on says the only thing that's going to sh- change is, is, is a new heart, a new spirit on the inside. And guess who needs to do that? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He's the one who comes to rescue and to save. And to save means to made, be made whole spirit, soul, and body, and mind. Uh, the other uh, uh, one that I really liked was uh, by Toby Max. His attitudes are contagious. Make yours worth catching. Isn't that good? Attitudes are contagious. Make yours worth uh, catching. And then the last one, I like this one a whole lot, uh, was make sure you test positive for faith. <laughs> Do you like that? Keep distance from doubt and isolate from fear and trust God through it all. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So that was one. That one got about a thousand posts that got shared all over the place. I don't know who did that, but it was really good. And uh, so that's what what uh, I'm just kind of doing. Aaron, this last uh, uh, last few weeks, spoke on the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you to to uh, get those messages and listen to them. Uh, it's so good. The Holy Spirit is who is the one who comes, who blows through the spirit of our minds. He is the Holy Spirit who is holy. He is a person. He is not an it, by the way. He is a person who can be grieved, who can be received. He is the Holy Spirit. And He is the third part of the Trinity. And just like the egg, the egg has a shell, uh, a, a yolk, and, and a white. And that sums up an egg. An egg's an egg. you know. And, the, and God is the same way, a trying, trying being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I love what one person said, said about the Holy Spirit was that uh, He is the agent in the earth today. Catherine Kuhlman said that, the great healing or revivalist back, way, way back. She said the Holy Spirit is God's active agent in the earth today. God's active agent. And we know that there's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you want to think about that, you can think of Father being the author of all things. He is the author of all things. And Jesus being the artisan. He is the creator of all things. I've been walking through the book of Colossians, and it talks about Jesus. Anything that is made has been made through Jesus, who is the artisan, through the agent or the agency of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus spoke what the Father's heart was, spoke into the world and said, worlds exist, then the agent, the Holy Spirit, went and cast universes into spinning motion. Isn't that amazing? So that's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is a person who can be grieved. And he's also pictures, and I love this in, in the Bible, that uh, I, I've done an exhaustive study on, on who the Holy Spirit is. Because here's my thinking. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, you better know who he is. It's kind of like inviting somebody into your home. You better know who they are. 
to be that intimate with you. So it's really important who is the Holy Spirit. So I did an exhaustive study on the Holy Spirit many, many uh, years ago and just finished it again during Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit is pictured as a dove. That's a dove. Uh, you know, the doves are interesting. Doves, they mate for life. And doves are one of the few birds that give milk to their young. They have a crop that they can make milk in. And then the, the young doves, they can, are able to get milk for, for uh, assistance. Uh, he is also known as the breath. You can't see breath except when it's cold, isn't that right? And he's also the wind. Can you see the wind? You can't see the wind, but guess what? You can see the effects and the effect of the wind. So when the Holy Spirit moves upon people, sometimes there's manifestations. Sometimes people feel a wind. Sometimes people shake. Sometimes people's hands become warm. Sometimes people uh, rock back and forth. Sometimes people fall down. Sometimes people do all kinds of things as the effect of the Holy Spirit blowing upon them. He's the oil for heal healing. He's the fire for purity, illumination, warmth. He is the rain for refreshing. Aren't you glad for the rain <laughs> of refreshing? He's the water for the, our thirst. And he's the river we can play in. Isn't that awesome? And he is wine, which he is joy. And he is power. That's who the Holy Spirit is. And he is a person. His chief activity is to illumine Jesus' teaching and to glorify Jesus. And anytime we worship and we use the name of Jesus, I guess what? Worship just amps up. Just letting you know, anytime we sing songs to glorify and to honor Jesus, worship amps up. He, singing, singing worship songs to Jesus is a whole lot better than singing songs about me. Just, that's just my opinion. But anyway, we need to know the songs, but I really like the ones when we really worship Jesus because the Holy Spirit goes, I'm jumping on that. And when he jumps on that, that, that is really great. The Holy Spirit works in the life of the believer to bear witness, to empower us, to lead, guide, encourage, comfort, teach. He imparts gifts, the hand, the mouth, the mind of Christ in our lives. And the way that we receive the Holy Spirit is really interesting. We receive Him by faith. And we can receive Him by faith because the, uh, the Father says, how much, Jesus says, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who do what? Ask Him. Jesus says, if any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink, for out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. So, are you thirsty? That's another uh, prerequisite. But Jesus leads us into all truth. In uh, this last uh, week, uh, I've been really looking at, at the book of Colossians. Actually, the last three weeks, I've been looking at the book of Colossians. I felt like God wanted me to be in there because it talks about the preeminence of Jesus. It talks about Jesus is for, have the first place in everything. Jesus is supposed to have the first place in everything. Well, you all didn't hear that. Jesus <laughs> is supposed to have first place where? Every, everything. That's where he's supposed to be. So I've been looking at that, and, and then I had this, this weird thought, because I get weird thoughts. I had this weird thought, which sometimes are really the Lord, but I had this weird thought. And I was began to look at everything that's happening out in the world and, and knowing that Jesus is the one who rescues and saves. And if our world ever needed preachers and evangelists, now is the time. Because he's the one that's going to rescue and save people. And, I, and so I began to, in my own heart, where are the thousands and thousands of people who went to all these big stadiums to worship Jesus, to receive power to go out into the community? Where are they? Where are they? Where's the 60,000 people that met in Orlando for the sin? Where are they? Where's the people that met in Texas 
over uh, 20,000. Where are they? Begin to say, where are they? Where are they? And so I wrote a, a Facebook note and I said, where are they? I don't understand. Where are they? Where are all these hidden people? When are they going to emerge? And maybe we need to pray for laborers, huh? Amen. Maybe we need to pray for all those who made commitments at the send and at to, to stand and all these things that maybe we just need to say, send them, Lord. Get them out. Get them unstuck. What do you think? Think maybe. And so I wrote that out. And then the next day, I saw this picture. I, hope we, I saw this picture the next day. And, I, and the picture is here. These guys, the circuit riders, and people from the Send, the 60,000 people, the people, some people from the Send went to Minneapolis. They're baptizing people on the same place that Floyd was killed. Isn't that great? And so I began to realize, I said, it's happening. Maybe, just maybe, they're beginning to go. Just maybe, maybe our cities can change because Jesus is the only way to bring change in our lives. So I was, I was reading the, the scripture of uh, Colossians, and all of a sudden I came uh, across uh, a prayer that Jesus prayed and he says this, I ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Would you anybody take us for that one? I ask you may be filled with knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that, you always need to pause when there's a so that, these things, that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Being filled with all the knowledge of his will and spiritual understanding, you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Secondly, be filled with the knowledge and the will of his, his spiritual wisdom and understanding. You will please him in all respects. You will bear fruit in every good work and you'll increase in the knowledge of God. You'll be strengthened for all power according to his glorious mind. And there's a purpose. And here's the purpose. The purpose is this. For the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. That's what Paul prayed. He prayed that deep, deep prayer that we grow in wisdom and knowledge of God so we can please God for a purpose, and a purpose so that we can remain steadfast and have patience. Anybody need that right now? Anybody needing some steadfastness to keep on keeping on? Anybody need some patience in the middle of everything that's happening? Well, see, this is how uh, the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. He reveals the Word as a remit to us so that we can gain strength from it. It's from the word of, word, word of God. And I love this. The word attaining means to reach as an end gain, to achieve a goal of steadfastness and, and patience, to come in possession of steadfastness and patience, to come to the end of a progression or a course of movement, moving towards something, steadfastness and what? Patience. That's what God is after, for us to walk in steadfastness and patience. And it's a journey. Guess what? It's a journey. And one of the, th one of the uh, uh, definitions that says this, you'll like this, Greg, me and you, man. It says, so that we can attain to a ripe old age. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just a little bit older than me, so. All right. And then I jumped down. Because it was steadfastness and patience, and it goes on down, that Jesus qualified us. And here's how he qualified us. 
Verse 13, for he rescued us from the dominion or the rule of darkness, and he has transferred and translated us, excuse me, into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. That's good news. Good news is the Father has qualified us through the Son, and guess what? Jesus has done something remarkable. He has rescued us. And guess what? I needed rescuing. I needed rescuing. I was a flipped out, drugged out, overdosed dude driving down the road, and God broke into my car and literally rescued me. And uh, he is in the rescuing business. And what Jesus wants to do uh, with all of us is to redeem us in the midst of rescuing us. He wants to redeem us in the midst as he rescues us. There's a redemption process that Jesus began. See, at one time, if you called upon him, guess what happened? You became rescued and you became saved. But guess what? Today, you're still being saved. And tomorrow, when we get to heaven, you will be saved. It's a process. It's a progression. And redemption is also a process. It's the action of saving or being saved from sin, evil, or evil. A thing that saves someone from the error of evil. The action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange. Guess what we get when we get rescued? Our old life, guess what we get to have? A new life. Wow. Thank you for a new life. Thank you for a brand new way of living. Thank you for redemption, purchasing back the things that I had lost, my health, my mind, my relationships, my family. Thank you, Jesus, that you redeemed us from all things. That's what Jesus does. He rescues us. Patty and I, when we, when we got saved back in the 70s, there's a revival back in the 70s, and uh, we were the last two that got swept in in the Jesus people movement. But when we got, we were talking about this. When we, when we got saved in the Jesus people movement, the very last of Jesus people movement, Pensacola, there was a move in the city. There were people, young people saved all over the place. Churches were filled with young people. I went, I, I went, uh, I, I met Jesus in my car, but I went down when they had the altar call, I went down six times in the same church just to make sure. And finally the pastor says, Steve, you're saved. I said, Ham, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. He says, yeah, yeah, but I blew it uh, we, uh, two days ago. He said, it doesn't matter, Jesus, Steve, Jesus saved you. You're just growing into redemption. He's purchasing back for, for, who, for a new life, a new creation. Let me, let me give you this verse, Steve. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation inside. The old things are passing away, and guess what? New things are coming. And guess what? It's been true. It's been true. It's been true for more than 40 years. And so we want to let you know that the times that we're living in are great times for the movement and the power of the Holy Spirit. And what Jesus wants us to do is to, to remain and to have steadfastness and patience so that we can continue. Do you all have 10 minutes to hear my wife? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Just saying, she's, she's hot. I really love my husband. I think he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
this whole lockdown we've had a lot of time to reflect and we've been reading a lot in Colossians and um, we were reflecting he found a bag of um, of old photographs the other night that um, he said we don't have any photographs and I said we have a whole bag under the bed and uh, so he he didn't know that but he took them out and and uh, found some old photographs and and uh, just Reflecting is good. It's not good to live in the past, but it's sometimes good to reflect and to remember what you've learned and what you've been through and most importantly what Jesus has brought you through. And um, he said, (laughs) the other night he said, you know, we were talking about when we got married and he said, did you love me? And I said, well, yeah. But my point was is that I didn't really know what love was. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a romantic thing. I just thought, he's a great guy. I want to be a missionary. Yeah, let's get married. Mm. (laughs) And uh, I I really didn't know what love was. And I think that kind of surprised him. But in comparison, I didn't, I wasn't madly in love, no. But that was okay because God had a plan for us and we have continued. And um, the next picture is a picture of my sisters. And Steve just asked me to come up and share a short version of my story. And I love this picture of my sisters and I. This was not long after we got rescued. And um, just a real quick, you know, just testimony or story we grew up in pretty much in poverty and um, my mother um, was a single mom and we had she did marry again so we experienced a lot of domestic violence growing up and it was um, it was just not an easy an easy um, childhood it was insecure in a lot of ways and as we became teenagers My mother worked nights, so we had no supervision. From the time we were 12, we were at home by ourselves at night because she worked the night shift as a nurse. And um, I'm glad she did because it paid the bills and we were fed, but we had no supervision. And so during our teenage years, we got into a lot of stuff. It was a turbulent time in our history. We had had to finish high school um, at the junior college because... There were so many riots and bomb threats at high school that we couldn't continue our education there. So it was a very turbulent time, and um, that was just life back then. That was, it was normal for two decades. And um, so my sisters and I got into a lot of stuff, and um, we were very close growing up. We're triplets, and, um, you know, I always say I had the best Woommates, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they were the best woommates ever. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so we we were very very close. But in our teen years, we drew apart. And I've often wondered about that. And then the other day, I was thinking, you know, it really came to me that that sin isolates. 
it really um, it draws you apart from the people that you love the most. It tricks you into having all kinds of imaginations, and we we grew apart. We didn't talk anymore, and um, we just and I never could have imagined that happening. But that was sin, because we chose a life of sin. And if you don't like the word sin, because it is a little bit archaic in these times, you can say selfish. We were selfish. We were um, going after our own fun and, you know, teenagers. That's the way it was. But um, we moved away when we were, I think, about 18 or 19. We moved away. And then um, my sisters, I was going through a time of really just uh, mental turmoil about um, life and about how I was living and, and um, I just realized I wanted God I mean it was just a revelation it, well it was just a, an actual revelation so I went back to my mom's house and that day um, my other two sisters came home and we were all standing at the table talking and I said I want to go back to church and um, they all we all looked at each other <laughs> and uh we all said later on we were at we came we came to the exact same time to the exact same conclusion all together without any of us knowing about it because my sisters were thinking that too but we hadn't been talking remember I said that we had kind of this sin lifestyle had separated us and um, we were just amazed it was just an amazing thing and so we started going back to church, and we were rescued. And then we started going to this place called the Upper Room. This was my first experience going to the Upper Room. And it was a <laughs> for set, two or three years we went there, and, and we had um, we went there on Saturday nights. We went there on Tuesday nights. We went there on Sunday night, on Friday night. We were just always there. And I love the U in Upper Room because it, it describes beautifully um, repentance, turning, you know, 180 degrees and choosing to go in a different direction. So um, I just wanted to share some things. Uh, we talked about continuing. And during my time at the Upper Room, my first community of the Upper Room, we always talked about continuing. In Colossians, it says, if indeed, what? Well, let's go back to verse 22. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death. And then, if indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast. And so we, we talked a lot about continuing. And I just wanted to bring up four words. I promise this won't take long. Steve, I told Steve the other day, I said, Let's do a TED Talk version. And then he said, well, I want you to get up and speak. And I said, well, that goes out the window. <laughs> there that goes. There won't be a TED Talk version. Anyway, the first thing that, we, that I wanted to bring up about that time in my life when my sisters and I were going to the upper room, we learned a lot about community. And these are basically four ways. You know, if you get up and speak, you have to have a few um, points. So my points are um, how to continue. And the first one is community. And uh, 
you guys are my community and you're my family and I, I just dearly love this place. I dearly love all of you and it's meant so much to Steve and I. But um, Acts 2, it says that day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house with gladness and sincerity of heart. And I just always loved that. We used to talk about that all the time. And, you know, recent days we've had to kind of redefine community. It's been over a computer or, or Zoom or whatever. But, um, you know, the first, church, the first early church, one day they were accepted by all the people and they were increasing, and then the next day they were being scattered by persecution. They had to learn new ways to have community. And um, I think that's throughout history. And uh, we, we have to be flexible, but we have to value and pursue community in order to continue. And the next thing is accountability, speaking the truth in love. You know, iron sharpens iron. And I just encourage you to allow, uh, allow trusted people to speak into your life, to speak truth. And, and um, sometimes that might be your husband or your wife, <laughs> you know. Um, I have to stop and, and Steve will say something to me and I have to consciously stop and, and give it some thought. Is he right? Yeah, I can learn from that. And um, so accountability, and my, my, um, my own sisters and I, I always say my sisters and I, but you know, um, we do daily audio Bible, it's an app, and we, we contact each other through text or whatever, and we say, you know, we've a little check on our text that we've done daily audio Bible, but that's been a way in the last couple of years for us to kind of have accountability with each other. And it's been really good. I recommend that app. It's very good. And the next one is intentionality. Choose this day whom you will serve. And, you know, let's, let's face it. We don't always feel like we are in love. We don't always feel like we have faith. But we choose this day whom we will serve. And we choose whom we will love. And... Um, you know, Joshua, in Joshua 24, he, he said that he, he encouraged and challenged the people of Israel to make a decision and uh, choose this day whom you will serve. And it's not, um, it's not something that you can assume will just come automatically. You have to be intentional about it. And um, I... Uh, I was looking up um, Luke 18, and Jesus was talking about um, the the judge, the, the woman going to the judge, and and um, you know nagging him, and, and finally he gave in and gave her what she wanted, and and uh, and Jesus Jesus said, um, you know, when the Son of Man, I always wondered why he he brought this out right after that parable but he said when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth and he was encouraging them to continue praying not to give up and I always thought I always like to think about earth as this earth when the son of man comes will he find faith on this earth this part in my heart and that was always my challenge when I heard that and 
the last thing that I want to talk about is just thankfulness. It's being thankful. In chapter 3 of Colossians, it says to be thankful. It says to sing with thankfulness. And then it says to give thanks. And thankfulness is very therapeutic. It's almost like a, a medication every day. You take your thankfulness medication in it. <laughs> it, really, it really is an amazing therapy, therapeutic um, attitude. In the morning, you, you're thankful. You, it starts your day out really well. And during the day when you're thankful, it gives you strength. You face challenging things. We all do. Many of us have faced unbelievable challenging things in our lives. Mm -hmm. But thankfulness and looking for things to be thankful, and they're always there, gives us strength and fortitude. And when we're thankful at night, it gives us peace. And, um, I know, okay. Um, <laughs> so the last thing I'm going to leave with you. Jesus had been saying some hard things. This was in John 6. And um, he'd been saying some really, you know, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And everybody was like, whoa, I don't know if we can handle that. So, you know, a lot of his disciples turned away from following him. And Jesus turned around and said, are you going to leave too? And um, Peter's response was, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And really, that's the bottom line. You know, where are we going to go? Mm -hmm. Jesus has the words of eternal life. And there you go. Amen. Give it up. <laughs> Yeah, can you see uh, how we've continued? I mean, we, we look like a lot of you when we started. But now we kind of look like Greg, so. <laughs> anyway, I, get, I, I think you heard what we're trying to go for uh, today, is that uh, don't quit. It's always too soon to quit. And I just want to encourage you to keep putting one foot in front of the other encourage you to allow the Lord to renew you in the spirit of your mind. You know, uh, it's not, it, it, most, just, just about every day, you know, I'll uh, tell Alexa to go to uh, Upper Room Worship, or I'll tell Alexa to go to Bethel Music Radio, or I'll go to, to Elevation, or I'll go to all these other places, because we want to fill our home with, with worship. And even when I'm not there, I want it to be playing in my home. Just want to create a place where the Holy Spirit feels welcome and, and comfortable. 